let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house and to worship you on this Resurrection Sunday. Lord, I ask, uh, Lord, for your presence to be in our presence. Lord, we pray that everything that's said and done this morning would bring honor and glory to uh, your name. Lord, we ask, uh, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, give us exactly what we need to hear. Lord, uh, we do praise your name for uh, that uh, three days later, after Friday, Lord, you arose from the grave, and we were just uh, rejoicing in that fact. Lord, again, thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's turn to page number 268. He lives. Aren't you glad that we serve a risen Savior today? Uh, he's not in the tomb, uh, but he lives and makes ever intercession for us. And he is not here, for he is risen, Matthew 28, verse 6. Let's sing the three verses here in page number 
The sermon that evening was John 3.16 How they crucified Christ for sinners like me I wondered what kind of man could be so cruel and mean Then I found the answer that night in my sleep and I dreamed I draw the nails I swung the hammer upon Calvary's hill with his blood on my hands my teardrops fell oh I I thought of that dream and the message that God was sending to me. In that nightmare I shared all the guilt and the blame, but each now that was driven bears all our names. And I Page number nine, I love you, Lord. singing this morning. I do appreciate you being here. 
I know that for some it was hard to get up, difficult to get up this morning, uh, but uh, aren't you glad that we serve a risen Savior? I, I tell you, I was really encouraged Wednesday night by the, uh, all those that were able to come out and uh, just encouraged uh, the, uh, the three church-like faith churches uh, came together and just served uh, and worshiped together. It was such a sweet service, and I'm, I've been praying and looking forward to this day. Uh, you know, someone says, uh, someone says, yeah, but Friday was right there, but aren't you glad that Sunday was right around the corner? I mean, it, uh, uh, if the story ended with Christ on the cross or in, or in the grave, then uh, we would be all of all men most miserable. Uh, but uh, we serve a risen Savior today, and I, I'm thankful for that. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important doctrine in the Word of God. The visible bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead serves as, a, uh, as the crowning proof for Christianity. Uh, if Christ was still in the grave, we wouldn't have anything to stand on. Uh, you see, it, it's, the resurrection is what distinguishes Christianity from all other religions, uh, false religions in the world. The very foundation of our faith is based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus died, Jesus was buried, but Jesus rose from the grave. The resurrection is the most important doctrine of the Word of God. You see, what we believe about the resurrection is not open for debate. You see, we as believers may disagree on certain things, but one thing that we must agree on is that Jesus rose from the grave. You see, the Bible clearly teaches that our belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ is essential to our salvation. The Bible says in Romans 10:9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be, be saved. Romans 4.25 says, who, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. You see, I stand here justified this morning, not because of what I've done, not because of anything that I deserve, but all because of what He has done. See, we serve a risen Savior. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse 3, it says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He arose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank You for uh, not just being uh, our Lord and our friend, but, Lord, being a risen Savior. Lord, how You... Um, I'm sure Satan thought he had won the victory, uh, but Lord, that we all know the end story, that how you, uh, how you are the victor, you are the victory that we have. Lord, I do ask that your presence would be in our presence this morning. Speak to our hearts. Give us something from your word, and Lord, we'll praise your holy name for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, again in verse 3 and 4, it says, For I delivered unto you... First uh, of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and He was buried, and that He arose again the third day according to the Scriptures. The Bible teaching on the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not something that we can pick and choose whether to believe or not. 
You see, because our salvation depends on it. Everything this Bible teaches hinges on the message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject without the resurrection. Without the resurrection, we would have a conquered faith. We would have a conquered faith. There in 1 Corinthians 15, you're there, verse 12, it says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. We'd have an empty faith. We'd have a conquered faith. We wouldn't have anything to live for. We would have no hope. You realize that this morning? If we didn't have the resurrection, we would have no hope this morning? As believers, our eternal destiny rests on our faith in that uh, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In verse 14 it says, And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? That word vain means empty, uh, without uh, regard. Why would we even be preaching? It says, and your faith is vain also. See, what hope do we possess if Jesus did not truly rise from the grave? You see, we would have no hope. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, it says, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Aren't you thankful that we're not in our sins anymore. Christ died for our sins, but He didn't just die for our sins. He arose victorious over the grave before our sins. If Christ did not rise, then He is not the Savior of the world. He is dead. He's a dead man who could never even save Himself. Such a one has no power to pardon sins, and we are yet in our sins. If that was the case, but aren't you thankful there is a resurrection? Every time we meet together in God's house, we gather not to mourn uh, the death of Christ, but we celebrate the victory we have because of Christ and His resurrection. The resurrection gives us hope. You see, the, these followers of Jesus, they, they were discouraged, they were disheartened, they, uh, they were disillusioned, eyes, they, 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 didn't, they didn't understand what was going on when Jesus died. Things after the resurrection changed, though. You've seen uh, Christians uh, re-energized, and you've seen them uh, excited about the things of God. The Bible says in Matthew 28, 8, it says, And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Why? Because they were excited. Hey, everything that he said he was going to do, he's done it. See, we serve a resurrected Savior. You know, it's not just a fable. It's not a fable. It's a, it's a true story that Jesus died on the cross and then He rose from the grave. See, uh, we see before the resurrection a cold, discouraged, broken hearts. But you see Him. You see Him soon set on fire. The Bible says in Luke twenty-four, verse thirty-two, and it says, "And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while He talked with us by the way, and while He opened uh, to us the Scriptures?" What caused the joy, the excitement? What brought the hope? The resurrected Christ. What brings us hope today? It's the resurrected Christ. That's what brings us hope. If we, listen, if we didn't have, a, if he didn't rise from the grave, folks, we would have a conquered faith. 
You see, but not only would there be no hope, there would be no help. If a church does not preach and teach the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, then that church is a conquered church. A conquered church preaching a conquered belief. And a belief without hope is a belief that cannot help. See, I don't care if the music program is lively and, and the facilities are lovely and the preacher is, is scholarly. If Christ be not risen and he's not preached, crucified, buried, and risen again, that church is a conquered church. It's defeated. You see, if Christ did not rise, then all the promises concerning him are a lie. We would have no hope. We would have no hope. You see... If Christ did not rise, then what do we make of the verse there in Hebrews 13, 5? It says, For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. Could a dead man promise that, that he would never leave us nor forsake us? No, but aren't you thankful that he can make that promise? Why? Because he is a resurrected Christ. Without the resurrection, we would be conquered, but also... Without the resurrection, we would have a counterfeit faith. A counterfeit faith. There in verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 55, it says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it would be a counterfeit faith because there would be no victory. It would be... Uh, be, there would be no victory. Death is our greatest enemy. I, I, I mean, the statistics on death is this. One and one die. Everyone that live, lives, that is born, dies. You see, Hebrews 9.27, And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. On our own, there is no way for us to conquer death. A counterfeit faith has no answer for death. The leaders of all the major religions of the world, listen to me, they're still in the grave today. Muhammad in the grave. Buddha in the grave. Folks, I'm telling you, all these false, uh, fake religions, counterfeit religions, hey, they are all dead. See, they're all counterfeit. Hebrews 7.25 says, He ever liveth and maketh intercession for us. Or for them, I'm sorry, who are the them? Every person who has placed their faith and trust in the risen Savior. You see, that is our victory. Christ has taken the sting from death. You know, I, I, I want to tell you this, church. If the Lord chooses to take me home, don't mourn for me. Don't mourn for me. We have the victory. I know where I'm going. There's no sting in death. Why? Because we serve a resurrected Savior. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? You see, it would be counterfeit because there's no victory, but also there would be no victor. You see, all men have been conquered by death, but one, Christ. Peter preached at Pentecost, he said this in Acts 2.22. It says, Ye men of Israel, 
Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel of the foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. See, Christ is the victor over death. First uh, uh, Acts 2.24 there says, Christ having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. I want you to notice that word holden. What, what does that mean, holden of it? It is translated from a Greek word that means to hold fast, to retain. It was impossible for Christ to be held fast or to be retained. Why? Because we're told in Hebrews 2.14, For as much as then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that have power over death, that is the devil, and deliver them who uh, through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Death has been defeated, folks. Death has been defeated. We have overcome this thing called death. Christ delivered, or Christ died and was buried, but unlike any other man, he arose from the grave. He was resurrected. Aren't you thankful for that? Jesus said in John 10, 17, it says, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down my life... I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up. This commandment have I received of my Father. A faith without the resurrection is a conquered faith, but also it's a counterfeit faith. And then thirdly, I want you to notice it's a Christless faith. There in Galatians 1.6 it says, I marvel that ye are so removed from him that hath called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed, as we have said before, and so saying now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed." A Christless faith, faith attacks Christ's person. You think about it. It is a lie from the devil, folks, that, uh, that we're seeing on TV today. I, I was watching uh, some uh, TV the other day, and I noticed a program came on, Jesus Christ Superstar, Superstar Jesus Christ. And in that, I, I, I was watching the thing, and it was... I thought, okay, I, I never heard of it before. I guess I was just out of touch. And, and I saw it, and I, and I seen this lady. She says, I'm Mary Magdalene that loved Jesus so much and, and was, was portraying. I didn't watch the show, but I just saw it was portraying that, that Jesus had in a relationship uh, with Mary Magdalene. Folks, that's not true. And if you think it is, folks, you are, you are misled by the devil Himself, that is a that is a Christless faith. 
You see, we need to understand that at this time, listen, at this time, more than any other time in the world, you will see the Da Vinci Code, we'll see um, uh, this Jesus Christ superstar, we'll see all these things trying to defeat Christ and trying to discourage Christians and encourage Christians to uh, follow after false doctrines and false teachings. You see, he was God in the flesh, born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. There was no guile found in him, the Bible says. He died and was buried and rose again. If there's any other teachings other than that, it's a false, counterfeit, and Christless faith. See, he is the only Savior. Any teaching other than this is of the devil. And it will only lead souls to hell. Paul said this in Galatians 1.6. Notice this, he says... I marvel that you're so removed from him that hath called you from the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and pervert the gospel of Christ. Folks, that's what they're doing. They're trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Many pervert the gospel today by attacking the person of Jesus Christ. You see... Peter said here in John 6, 69, And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus Christ is a fact in history. All scholars, all secular historians who have any merit at all, they admit, regardless of what they believe, but they admit that Jesus lived. See, there's no way to explain that the Christian church exists apart from the fact that Jesus Christ was here, that he died, and that he rose from the grave. What did the early church preach? Not only that Jesus was here, but that he walked out of the grave. How do you explain that? Adrian Rogers, I read this quote, says this. Well, they must have made up the story. They said they touched him. They said they ate with him. Oh, we're, uh, we're talking about men who died for their faith. Do you think they would willingly, knowingly die for a lie? A man may live for a lie, but few would die for a lie. A Christless faith alters Christ's purpose. There in 1 John 3, 5 it says, And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him is no sin the bible says in romans 4 25 who was delivered for our offenses our sins our guilt and was raised again for our justification see there was this was why he came he came to die for us and raise himself from the grave why to justify us you know, I, I say it, you've heard me say this, that word justified is just as if I have never sinned. When God the Father looks down upon me, He looks at a, listen, He looks at me as I'm being justified. I've been justified. I've been redeemed. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for my sins. You see, without the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no possible way for men to be justified before God. A faith without the resurrection is a conquered faith. It's a counterfeit faith. It's a Christless faith. But also, it's a condemned faith. 
1 Corinthians 15, 19 says, And this, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. Folks, if this is all we have, if the hope of Jesus Christ and it's false, the resurrection of Christ is false, we are of all men most miserable. Notice the folly. Consider with me the importance of a faith with a, without the resurrection. There's no hope, there's no help, and there's no heaven. See, 1 Peter 1.3 says this, We have a living hope because Jesus arose from the grave, but if he had not risen we would have no hope at all. If there's no life beyond, no hope beyond this life, then Christians who deny themselves in this life and endure persecutions and sufferings for the sake of eternal life are all men most miserable. They lose life and gain no eternal life. Not only the folly, but notice their future. Those who practice a faith without the resurrection, they don't have a bright future. They don't have a hope. The Bible says in John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? For us that believe, Resurrection Sunday is a very special day for us. Someone has said, His birth is the promise. His resurrection is the proof. I'm going to say that again. His birth is the promise. His resurrection is the proof. See, the key here is, Believest thou this? Unless a person believes that Jesus Christ is a resurrected Savior, listen, they have no future of no good future they have a future in hell see in closing this morning death is the greatest enemy that you and I have but the Lord defeated our greatest enemy because he arose from the grave he gave us an encouraging promise this John 14 15 notice this because I live he shall live also. We can rest in the promise because he lives. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Let's close in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for not just dying for our sins, but Lord, we thank you for the third day proving you're victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Lord, I pray that every person here this morning Lord, all the visitors that come, Lord, every member that we have, Lord, would search their own heart. And Lord, if they have not trusted in the resurrected Savior, Lord, if they haven't trusted in you, Lord, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. We'll give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here this morning. I know it was a little bit difficult, but hasn't it already been a good day? I mean... Uh, just think about we serve a risen Savior. And uh, I think this is one of the best days uh, because we can reflect on what Christ has done for us. All right. I think the, everything's ready back there. Let's all stand. We'll uh, ask for the blessing on the meal.
and uh, we'll come back for Sunday school, which is at 9.30, right? Is that right? I, I'm always here. So uh, 9.30 is Sunday school. Make sure you're in your proper place at 9.30. And uh, so you have, we have an hour and a half to fellowship and eat a nice meal. And so I do appreciate you guys being here again. Brother Travis, sir, would you uh, close us and ask a blessing on the meal, please? Thank you for the message that you played on Brother Ricky's heart this morning. Lord, we put our trust in you. We know that our only hope is in you. Father, we thank you for each and every person that made it here this morning. We pray for those that will make their way to church this morning, that you would uh, protect their, as they drive and bring them here. Lord, most of all, that you'd open their hearts and that you'd help them have a quiet heart this morning so that they can hear the word. Father, we pray that it would fall upon good ground this morning, that sink deep in our hearts for those that aren't born again we pray that they be convicted today that they need to be today is the day of salvation lord for those of us who if we're not walking with you in obedience we pray father you would convict our hearts as well lord we thank you for your word and how it does uh, do the work that you set it forth to do pray for the food this morning that you would help it to nourish our bodies so that we might serve you more and lord we thank you for all that you do your name will be prayed.